And away we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. Thrilled to be with you. And, wow, we got an actual, honest-to-God, live body in studio. David Miller is here. Fortunately, he was five minutes earlier because it took him four and a half minutes to figure out how to put the convertible roof and down and get all the windows up. <laughs> you you had a thing going on out there, man. I know my Red Bull hadn't kicked in. Forgive me. Plus, I was so excited to see you. I didn't know up from down. You know, use that guy. I don't know what, what's going on. What ends up? All right. There Much better. Go. Yeah, there you go. How yeah. you doing? Good to see you. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good, man. Great weather. Great city. Great partner here. I'm excited. It's good to see you. I, I prefer you, it this are you, way. Are you around for a while? Till tomorrow. I prefer it this way, though, when I'm here with you. Yeah. Well, not many people say that. But <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll take that and run with it, man. But shall we bring them in? Yes, sir. Let's do it. You ready? Let's go to the boys. Uh, well, okay. You know what's coming, right? First of all, David? Uh, yes. Yeah. I know what you guys are going to talk about. Yeah. So should we... Put your feet back, relax. Here's John and Mike. Got Hi, boys. <laughs> yeah, here it comes. I mean, he definitely he definitely got out of bed this morning because he didn't get home till three in the morning because he was doing the post tailgate party at uh-huh. Camden Yards. Well, so, hey, I mean, listen, Camden Yards. I'm sorry, at the Ravens Stadium. He at actually, the bank, baby, at the he, bank. Yeah, it's, actually, it's, I don't know if it's he better to be the pictures of him. It's better to be lucky than good sometimes. Wrong? Brian, did he send you the pictures of him in front of the Ray Lewis statue doing the jump? No, I, no, he did not. If he wants to, I, I guess I can. I can. Oh, <laughs> my eyes might end up bleeding, but. <laughs> oh my! Here's the worst part about it. He bet on Kansas City. I got to out him right here on the show. He bet on Kansas City. The guy didn't know what to see. I got to respect him first of all, which is, you you know, he bet. Yeah, his his guys his groups were on Kansas City. He bet on Kansas City, and look, you can say what you want. I know, I know. In this particular situation, Dave was on the the value with a home team dog, and he won. But I will say, like, I don't know how he actually handled betting on Kansas City while at the same time being happy that his team came back and won, but he lost money. So I'll let Mike figure that out for you on the radio. How'd that work out, Mike? Well, that that wasn't actually the case. I actually got a better price on on both sides, so I tried to I tried to middle the game. I know Dave was all over the Ravens. He had him at plus four, so I was I was trying to middle it and be a wise guy. And obviously, I just lost the juice. Which look, it happens. I'm not too worried about it. I try to be, you know, have a little bit of not a homer philosophy where. No matter what, I take the Ravens. So in this case, it completely backfired on me. As for the first time, Dave is all over the Ravens as a home dog. And I'm going to the game, looking at the roster, going, maybe it sounds like, you know, the odds. here's the bottom line. Instead of talking about all this, what I think should be and what it's not, the odds makers know more than me. They always will know more than me because everybody and their mother publicly was all over the Chiefs. That with that roster, with what they saw week one. Well, the funny thing, the, the funny thing is, Mike. You know, the weeks we do this stuff, and sometimes, you know, I think honestly, maybe we say it too much, and we talk about this auto bet stuff. But them getting a hook, getting three and a half, that was auto bet. That that was their home opener, awful loss, all the motivation. Kansas City's a great team, but they're not great against the spread. You know, and the bottom line is the Ravens found a way to win it. So just like the Ravens were, say, unlucky in week one, they were really lucky in week two. You know, that's that's it's a funny shaped object that football. Well, before I want to just give you, I want to Dave. First of all, I want to give you this stat, Dave, because you're a numbers guy. Right now, the team straight up wins and losses. Home teams are sixteen and sixteen on the money line. So the line, you know, straight up, they've done their job 50%. Right now, underdogs are 21 and 11 against the spread. So if you just bet every NFL game since the beginning of the season on the dog side, you're up 66%. You're up 10 games. How can that, can that, 
can that just continue or is it going to fall back to earth? Yeah, I know it's early in the season, but that's huge. Hopefully that continues, uh, 65% or whatever that is. We'd love to see that continue, right? I mean, again, like I say, home team dogs are actually doing better than that. That's because road dogs have also been winning. I mean, it's like 78% if you're just playing home team dogs. Last week it was interesting because I said there were seven home team dogs on the board. The worst case a better would do blindly betting all home team dogs is go four and three or three and four. He went three and four as the Ravens came back and won in the evening. Um, so, again, you know, even on a bad day, if you're betting all the dogs, it's usually plus or minus one game. Um, <clears throat> I have, I'll get to the college numbers later. But go, looking ahead, and we'll, before we get into my baseball rant, because, you know, I just yeah. I auto bet a game. I'm going to ask you before I get – Dave, I auto bet one baseball game today. I'm a trend better. I auto bet games when they're dogs. I just gave it out on my YouTube channel absolutely free. Can you tell me, or Brian, can you tell me which team that I bet today because they're on a winning streak and they're an underdog? Um, well, I, I can cheat and look and see who's got a winning streak. Just I mean, stall. I'll stall for you. I'll stall. No, uh, well, okay, hold on. Give me when are you guys coming to Denver? Well, St. Louis. St. Louis. So they've won 10 yeah. in a row. I had him on Monday plus two hundred. Had him. I had him last night plus two hundred. Had him last night. I'm gonna take him tonight, and this is what I just said on the on the YouTube channel. My exact words is, "This is a auto bet spot." Now, Dave will argue with me and say, "No, no, no," and I will say, "Yes, yes, yes," because when a team is on a when I'm watching this team on a three game winning streak and a four game winning streak, and they just keep making them a dog, I'm like, "This is crazy." I got big dollop Mike, our good buddy in 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 um in in uh, Georgia, Micah Smith, big Mike. You know what he tells me? He he. You know, I don't know if you guys know about Micah. My man Micah was a went to full scholarship to be a professional baseball player. He obviously that dream ended with an injury in college. He knows baseball more than anyone. He calls me up. I said, listen, you know I'm going to auto bet St. Louis. He goes, his exact words were, Lester is horrible. I said, it doesn't matter. They've won eight games in a row. It's a worthy risk. If you bet him yesterday, then you should have had him the day before with Lester. And there's no reason why if you bet him yesterday and you got 17 170 cents back on your money, you wouldn't auto bet uh, St. Louis today plus 30 cents. Am I missing something, guys? It does It does feel lose? good getting a big price when the team's won 10 in a row. Can't fault you there. That, how often does they that happen? They were getting a big price when they won 7 in a row, 6 in a row, 8 in a row, 9 in a row. Go back and look. Plus 200, plus 180, plus 200, plus 180. When do you when, – it shows you how flawed the line-making is in baseball versus how efficient it is in football because they really only care about the starting pitcher. They don't care about the momentum. They don't care that a team's on a high. They don't care that they're walking with the swagger and the confidence going back into a game, not caring how good Milwaukee is, that they've won 10 in a row. And this is the things that I exploit. I exploit that momentum. Because to have Micah tell me Lester's horrible, okay. Well, they did something right. They're on an eight-game winning streak at that point. Well said. The hitting over, overcame the bad pitching, I guess. So if, if you called that one, good work. Well, don't you call momentum as a strategy altogether? The whole team is pumped. The whole team is positive. I don't know. The There's just no way to rainbow. prove it with numbers. I don't, I don't know. Not sure. Not sure in baseball. I mean, sometimes bad teams in football or basketball will will string together streaks like that. But and and, and okay, I, but I think that's. I I'm not sure you, baseball has I, much momentum. But I don't before know. Before we move off baseball, can I get you to admit what I said earlier in the season, which is. If you look at the Dodgers and you look at San Francisco, they have basically the same record. The Dodgers have been an underdog three times or 0-3. You're down $248 on the season if you bet every Dodgers game. The San Francisco Giants have been an underdog 58 times, which is why they're the most profitable team in baseball. I don't think you predicted that one. 
I don't remember that. I'm, well, I've been saying all along, a team can't be profitable if they're not an underdog. Right, but you can't just pick one it, after they've crushed and I said that team. You did say the Dodgers, when you're looking at When you're looking at two teams with the same exact record, why, if you're betting on the Dodgers, you're losing, and why, if you're betting on San Francisco, you're winning? It's not because the team's... It's not because they're winning. They're both winning at the same rate. It's the other team is never an underdog. They have only been an underdog three times this season. Yeah, good call on the Giant or on the Dodgers. Giants never heard it once, and I could pick. I could let, I've been talking about it every week. I could let ninety five percent of the Francisco, season. Francisco, Seattle and San Francisco are the two most profitable that. teams in baseball. But Brian knows I've said. And you can go back and listen to the archives. But the point was is it's not about San Francisco. It's about the fact for listeners. If the team is never a underdog overall, no matter what their record is, they can't be green. That's all I'm saying. And the numbers bear that out. They prove that. That you, in order for a team to be very profitable on your money, they have to be an underdog a lot of the time, at least 30 to 40% of the time. And that's why, like I said, chalk betters in baseball, they feed the sports books. They can't make money. So anyway, now we can move on to other things. Did you were you on the Alabama Florida game? I wish David? I could see a fifteen year sample on that one. What do you mean on baseball? Yeah, with the favorites and the dogs. Oh, there's it's just not even close. You just can bet every dog every season. I don't every I don't year. think so. Man. It's a fact it's a fact. Maybe you this season you can you can't you overcome the VIG. Uh, Brian will is sitting right in front of you. He will tell you, I've been preaching this literally six years. Yeah, but I want to see Literally. the actual. <laughs> you can see it. It's easy to see. You can see it. You get all your. You probably have it in your basement, groups, season by season. Uh, all your sharps and all your WhatsApp group guys will tell you the same thing. Every single year, the team that's won the World Series and the team that they've played in the World Series, both of those teams have been the worst teams for your pocket as a better because those teams were rarely underdogs. And so it's ironic if you go back and you just look in the last 10 years and you ran the numbers on if I bet on the team that won the World Series every year, you'd see that team was hemorrhaging money. Yeah, look that the up. Dodgers. Look that one up uh, over 15 years if you, if you have the I will, patience. I'll look it I don't up. know about that. Now let's talk. Sounds interesting. Were you involved on that Alabama-Florida game? Just a couple of random bets. That wasn't one of my major games. I. Yeah, no, not not a good game for me now that I'm thinking about it. Yourself? I mean, I did, I wasn't, but I just go back to public handle and interest in the teams that people are looking to bet, and the you know the, it's always going to be the top 25 teams. You know, again, the Ohio States, the 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 Clemsons. You know, these games are obviously going to pull a, a big sample, right. pull a lot of action. Um, in terms of the money, I don't know if you you know all I can say is looking at the overall. College Saturday. Obviously, we have, if you're a listener and you're a member of Dave's service and you're getting your selections from us, obviously he has his actual alerts and then he has his in game live trading, which is a different aspect, all completely. And I know that you told me all before we came on the air, and maybe you can explain to the listeners if they want to get involved what's entailed. You had a six figure Saturday. We'll call it the six figure Saturday. So, can you good, explain? Yeah. Can you explain? You, you know, what percentage return on your bankroll was. You share that information. You don't have to if you don't want to. But I'm trying to teach these guys, you didn't hit a 14-team parlay. No, I found some, found some big discrepancies, three mistakes on the apps. I guess I won't say what company, no, what companies, but I, I really hammered the three mistakes, went 3-0. and one of them I had plus 290 when it was minus 290. And I, and I was thinking, let me try a, a max bet here. It worked, so then I went on the other names and did a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less, and it, it won easily, you know, because it was minus two. So let me ask you something. I, when I walk up to the window in Vegas and I try to make a wager and they say, hold on, let me get the guy to sign off, blah, 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 blah. Isn't there somebody that's going to have their head on a platter when these mistakes yes. are made? You. Okay. Don't do it at the at the window. You, Yes. I would not recommend. No, no, that. but even on the even on the apps, don't they flag your account and say, "Whoa, this guy." They're making they so much money and trying to grow so quick, they don't care. That's the difference. I mean, you could literally okay, do anything and get away with murder on those on those because now there's like 27 of them. 
So if anything, it, they're, they're trying to quickly just not draw attention to it so they don't get in trouble. So just take the bet and just hope no one else sees it, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know what runs through their head. But I did it all last season. Nothing happened. So why not? It's and all about finding market hand. discrepancies, this, right? Right. So for the, can you explain? Cause again, or they freeze. There'll line. be a touchdown and like they'll just freeze. You know, they just won't factor it in over and over. This is all you need to make a lot. Right. But how does the average guy that's paying for advice subscribing to your service over at VegasRingers.com. How is there a way for that client to take advantage of these market? Uh, well, not for that because it, for that it's like you have twenty seconds, and sometimes you have two or three minutes, but it's rare. So just, right. So this is more like for the average guy that isn't like uprooting and moving to a different state, and he's just living in Idaho and he just wants selections for that weekend. He's just going to have to ride and die with the regular stuff. And then that stuff is just, you got to be willing to make the commitment to sit there and, like you said, not move for an entire Saturday. Well, no. Well, no. Not, no, the point is, you can find market discrepancies or even mistakes in everything. Props. I mean, not on the main stuff like NFL sides, but me and Brian were just talking about it. 40 props each game, 27 apps. I know a guy, too, told, that told me yesterday, I won't say his name, he's he's hammering all these t- big discrepancies on props, just 330, 440 at a time, just mass doing it mm-hmm. and finding huge mistakes. So, yeah, I know everybody can always look for good value, guys. I preach that every week, though. Well, that was my question to you last week is – in terms of telling people to, hey, th- these props, they're out there and there are real opportunities in the prop market. Yep. But when you're sending your plays out to people, go, yeah, play this prop over, play that prop over. But the thing is, a lot of these people are coming in. Do they actually have the wherewithal to do that, depending on where they're playing? You know, I mean, you're trying to give them the opportunity to get involved in some of the props. But the thing is, you know, can they all get involved? Are they being offered at the jurisdictions they're in when they're playing? That's that's the one gray area, you know, on, on your end of things for something like that. But this props thing is it's beyond belief. I mean, there are now 40 props on every game. It's unbelievable. So you sit there and you say the Super Bowl, there's 300 props, 400 props. You know, every week now, if you're sitting there with 15 games, you're the numbers guy. What's 15 times 40? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, there's 600 props out there every Sunday. No, guys Sunday. do this full-time across the country, and, and it just comes down to do you have the heart to check each one and, and and see if there's a discrepancy. Or if you like it, yeah, just shop around and, and fire the best price I mean, for I'm, max bet if it's if it's close enough to the going rate. Like, I like the rate, I mean, the, the, the points, right? I mean, but I'm like, still, you're, you're stepping in front of a train that's Kansas City. I mean, I'm sitting there staring at the game. And I watched the Ravens game the week before, and I go through all the props on the Ravens-Chiefs game and of all the things that are there. The one that sticks out is Latavius Murray plus 270 to score a touchdown. I watched the game the week before, the Tyson Williams kid. He starts the game. He gets a long touchdown run. Wait a minute. What just happened here? All of a sudden, a guy that just signed with him in the second half gets more carries than the kid. So if they get at the goal line, the only guy that's going to scoop you is Lamar Jackson can run it in. But Latavius Murray is their goal line back. Total on the game's 55. They're looking for points all over God's creation. I mean, that was the overlay to the moon. I'm sitting there looking at the game going, yeah, I like the Ravens, but I like Latavius Murray to score a touchdown more, and it's plus 270. Maybe release more props. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, we, that's we what I'm getting that. at is that <laughs> these things are, okay, the, the Packers game. Like the Packers, I think they'll bounce back. That first game's a phony deal. You know, but still, it's the NFL. You're laying 11 and a half. Played the Packers. Then you're sitting there. Rodgers, third and two, could have closed the game out. He doesn't. Twice you survived the backdoor cover where Goff couldn't put it in the end zone. But you're sitting there looking at the game going, yeah, again, kind of like Green Bay. Then I go, look, I go, well, I I like TJ Hawkinson to go over 55 and a half yards 10 times more than I like the side or the total in the game. And he flew over uh-huh. the, He's their only weapon. I mean, I'm just saying, the props are a defined opportunity. On that particular game, David, I 
personally without releasing it to my clients because, you know, I've known to make my own plays. Um, I hammered Green Bay in the second half because I could not believe they were only six and a half down three at halftime. That number seems so crazy to me that they weren't eight. I, I literally said to myself, if it's over seven, I'll leave it alone. If it's under seven, I'm hammering Green Bay. And you'd probably scold me for the not chasing the, the winning team at half. No. I, I just knew that. Go ahead. Not really. No. I mean, don't, don't oh, you I don't remember who got the ball. Higher? That's a factor. I don't remember who got the ball after half, but that was a factor. It, most likely it was the Lions if, if that was under seven. So I'm not sure the exact right. details, but no. Doesn't seem I mean, in that particular instance, usually you chase the dog at half, but I could just tell that like it looked like they were set. Not set. It just looked like you weren't shocked. Were either one of you shocked that Green Bay just came back and ripped through? No, no. Nope. Yourself? No, he wasn't shocked. Well, no, I had Green, Bay. I had Green Bay for the game. I just stayed away. But, but, the pro, but here's the thing. I mean, just like you can make the case Kansas City, you know, was going to win that football game until Edward Solaire fumbled. You give Harbaugh credit because he knew they couldn't stop him if they punted it back, so he went for it and won the game. Yeah, you give him full well, mar- you, you give him full marks for that. But in the Packers game, okay, at the end of the day, the Packers won. But when you go woulda, coulda, shoulda, the line they're playing prevent defense. The Lions are going right down the field. And Goff makes a horrible throw, and they don't put it in. And then Rodgers can close the game out on third and two, just run the football and kneel down. No, he throws a bomb. Like, why? Then that was They could have gone two running plays, close the game out, kneel down. Instead, he throws a bomb. Here's Detroit again with two minutes, and yeah. for no doggone reason, you're sitting there having a bleeding ulcer, <laughs> and Green Bay's playing prevent defense, lets him go right down the field, and it was only Goff's ineptitude that kept them from doing the backdoor cover. So, you know, you're sitting there sweating something out that you don't need to sweat out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It fell on 18, right? Yeah, 18. Yeah. It wasn't my best fight. Or you could be like Dave and not sweat it out because you weren't even watching the game. I know, it's driving me nuts. My friends come over and they sweat games in the background and cheer. I just I might put my headphones on this week. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. What was your act Saturday? How much screen time did you have on Saturday to have that big of a day? Uh, I didn't watch any of the games. I think I went over for one. I think I went over a couple of times right at the end, just on ones that could have gone no, no, either screen way. Screen time, as in computer screen time, not TV screen time. Oh, beginning the app. Like sixteen hours, whatever it was, fourteen hours. Yeah. So you're basically you're just that's it. You're not leaving. Yeah. You're just there. You're no. monitoring. Right. No, I would never Got leave. It. I send people to get my food. No, I would never leave one second. But it's, that's it's just so me. for the listeners out there again. That's what I'm trying to. You know, it's not flashy. It's not wild. It's not. It's work. I, I mean, got. I got your office. I got hydration packets too that I put in my water, so that way I'm hydrated. Use the restroom less. Don't have to drink as much water. I've got it just so I don't have to leave the computer less. Do you have a uh, Do you have a uh, staff like anybody helping you yeah. looking for inefficiency? Yeah, yeah, my yeah, yeah. So things. How are, many? You don't have to name people. How many people are actually sitting there helping you now? One. And I okay. told this person if they watch games or cheer, they're fired. So. Wow. Yeah, I said no cheering. So I guess you're games. not. I guess you're not hiring Mike anytime soon. <laughs> Well, no, he's not that bad. I don't know. He yeah, might be. You're funny. For not that bad. Are you crazy? Dude, I got three TVs in this office. He watches them all simultaneously I, I can't on Sunday. Imagine, like, cheering and we got I don't the, know. Um, we got I'm, the I'm NFL a, red zone. You can see every play that matters in real time. It's Oh, it's insane. John, John Put a camera on that next week. Put a camera. I will, 100%. 100%. John, John is not being completely honest. I am the most positive fan ever i'm always positive no matter what the situation is john they'll be down seven nothing with six minutes left in the first quarter you'll come out they lost the game they're done they're done it's over forget it there's no way they're coming back i'm like it's the first quarter through a pick six they're done he's like the most negative person when it comes to betting i can't imagine and i think he's he does the reverse he just thinks that he just puts himself in that position where he just 
admits defeat and they come back and win, it's like a win for him. A hundred percent. Down seven, nothing. Let's look for some value. That's how he should be. Hey, listen, Dave, it's a hundred percent. So this is what I do. I make a bet. Unlike these, and again, this is where I got to be careful on the radio. I love all my clients. I'm going to say it three times. That was the first time. The second time is I love all my clients. The third time, I love all my clients. But I don't like the whining and the crying, right? I don't like the the, the world is coming to an end and the sky is falling in on every single game. And what I realized well, I is that these, 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 these clients that are intelligent in their daily walk of life, they run successful businesses, they revert to this like to being babies, basically, when it comes to gambling. They have no control of their emotions. And the reason why they have no control of their emotions is because they, when the game starts, are rooting to win. I, when I make a wager, I assume that I lost that game and that money is gone. I'm not negative. What I basically is, I don't care if I lose. So now it's a bonus if I win, as opposed to like freaking out and watching a game and tripping out because I'm practicing the proper bankroll money management. If you care to espouse your six-figure six-figure Saturday, what percentage return was that on what kind of money? Uh, so because so I, I didn't know the exact number, I helped my or I had my the person helping me guess too. Probably like seven hundred returned, like eight twenty, somewhere in that range. So it's pretty good. So ten percent. So ten percent of seven hundred thousand is seventy thousand. So about thirteen, fourteen percent. So when you yeah. say six figure, that's for the client that's listening. It's it's it, you know it's marketing is a is a wild thing because if you say oh I want a hundred thousand dollars on Saturday, that sounds a lot different than I made fourteen percent return on my money on Saturday. And that's what I think the clients don't – they overlook when they're watching you on Instagram and they're watching you bang the Jets and they're watching you edge bet games and they're watching you They and they see a five-dime ticket or they see a ten-dime ticket and they don't really understand what percentage of risk capital that is. Even though we tell them every week, we tell them every day, the problem is if you're a listener and you're listening to this radio show and you're already a client or you're a potential client, you're not going to make money betting – $500 a game with an app that has $1,500 in it. Do you, I mean, Dave, do you understand what Mike and I deal with? Do you understand how many people listen, call up, want to join, and they're ready to rock and roll Saturday morning, and you ask them what they bet a game, and they say, I bet a nickel a game. How much is in your account? $1,800. Uh, yeah, that's, that's tough. Well, because there's an expected return on each pick in theory, so – Let's say you're I don't I don't know two or three percent, which which is pretty good. Your five hundred dollar bet in theory you're making ten. Or, it's basically if you got the five hundred in good, you're making ten or fifteen dollars long run, and and you can't outrun the long run. It just catches up to you, up or down. I mean, you could be running like God, and then all of a sudden it just comes crashing down, or you could be running bad at, at some point. If you have an edge, you'll go on a big heater, etc. So. Yeah, expected return. Just just teach them that. EV. Now, what about the confidence? The, what about the psychological confidence of? I had a six-figure Saturday. Do you take that and play any different this upcoming Saturday, or do you just start afresh, anew? Well, and you there's just, like forget about. That's that? a good question. Actually, that's a really good question. I've been talking about this with some people. Now that there's, I think it's 27 apps. I want to say. It was last year. It was only like ten or eleven, and I feel my average bet is a ten to a twelve percent edge. So I would like to try to run through about a million each Saturday. Like, yeah, add more to the new apps and try to make you know a hundred thousand in value every every week or every Saturday. It'd be nice. All right, now now let's let's digress and switch over to that proverbial Sunday. Is it possible? in NFL or is it just too hard it's too efficient to make that kind of money with one company there's a huge edge in NFL no but I mean just overall traditional just handicapping the NFL and getting your money yeah it's it's obviously a lot harder it's obviously a lot harder but it's uh you have to just do the things if, if I said to you if I said to you Pitt you only get one day to bet with your edges 
I would assume it would always be Saturday, yeah. not Sunday. For myself, yes. And that's what I'm trying to that's just what I'm trying to get the listeners to understand that while they're all NFL crazy and a lot of them don't have an appetite or desire for college, it's truly reverse. But that's why it's harder because more people bet it, therefore it, the, more people betting into it for higher money, it's more efficient. Which goes back to our, the other thing we talk about, the less efficient markets are, are less liquid, so limits are lower. Which is why we're saying uh, people trying to really build their bankroll up, maybe look at the props. If you're just... If you just want to dedicate, you know, forty or fifty hours a week to this, to to those kind of people, were saying that. But no, you could just shop around, get all the bonuses, shop around, bet our plays, you'll be fine. Because you, you guys know there's so many bonuses now, and and you can get right. these in a lot of states. So start there. Now, what do you plays. say? What do you say to the guy that's in a state where it's just not an option yet, and he's just, you know, out, out, out of the country. Bet our plays. That's what I say to him. That's but shop it. around. But it's it's obviously a lot tougher. But uh, obviously, you you saw me. I could I could win before just doing that. But it's 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 tougher. But you just your discipline has to go way up. That's my that's my tip. But I just love the the landscape of what we got in the U.S. right now. Hopefully, we got a good five or six more years of it. Fingers crossed. Now, would you anticipate each state being as uh, fruitful as the one you're right, no. residing in now? No. Or do you th- no. Because these companies are all going to go to those states. They'll be broken in and limits will be down. The markets will be more efficient. So I feel I'm on the clock. I know I'm on the clock. But it will still oh, okay, be so it'll they- still be decent. But it's it's like I really think I'll make a million this football season pretty easy. And I don't think that will be the case in a few years. If that makes sense, even if they have the Got same it. amount of companies, yeah. So, what do you think, Brian? I'm uh, gladly, gladly listening along, see what you guys are up to, and let me bring Michael back into the equation. But uh, you think of all the things that are out there, and we're gonna, we'll come back to football in just a second. I now you tell me you're the golf nut bar now. I am drooling. I cannot wait. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Ryder Cup matchups: morning, noon, and late after morning, noon, and then maybe even, nah, not night. They start pretty early, but the Ryder Cup is going to provide so many opportunities with matchups on the golf side of things this weekend. It's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I haven't been too keen on and really worried about the matchups. I haven't done matchup golf handicapping yet. Um, talked to a couple guys that are really big into capping golf and there it's more of the long shot for the tournament and you put in a you sprinkle out a couple sufficient long shots and it's worked out pretty well and they even said look if you can get one or two successful winners a month that is fantastic out of four events even if you can get one you could still make money doing it um i just in that category i the clients that i have don't want to pay for something to wait once every couple of weeks to make money on. And that's always going to be the dilemma. They want that daily, every single day action that's coming through the wire, whether it's baseball, which I still to this day, the over system, and I've stayed away completely from sides, money lines. I know John's got a successful dog theory that's worked the entire season. I strictly stick to totals, predominantly the over. I don't do unders. And it's worked out quite well. You were and two and one last night. Two and one last night. One and one the day before. Last week was seven and three. So overall, I mean, and what I notice is even on the totals and the overs that I'm taking that I'm losing, I'm getting them at plus one hundred five, even money. It's like I'm paying no juice on the over whatsoever. So again, it could be just luck with the ones that my system is generating that I'm losing on, that I'm not paying any juice, but it just seems like that of late in general, and it's great. I just think that the product, and this is the first year that I've been extremely profitable with just playing overs, and I've completely strayed away from doing sides altogether 
and it, it's worked out. I mean, I'm not paying juice, and like Dave said, if the, it adds up. Well, it definitely adds up when you're only betting underdogs on the sides and you're not paying juice and you're always getting Same thing. Same thing. It's the same concept. And, you know, I I just – I find it interesting, the involvement of sports betting altogether. And I know you guys were talking about props earlier. I have a couple close buddies of mine that do only props. They don't bet sides or money lines or totals in football. They just do player props. Me too. And they're catching value Uh all over the board. And it seems so easy when I'm looking at their returns. But I just, I can't find a way to be able to communicate that to the client because the client is the guy that is lazy, not calling every client lazy, but most of them are. And they just want to get a game or a couple games on a Sunday, put it in and root for their teams. They don't want to I, I swear I swear I, do, I, I I get it. I don't understand how that can be if you're sitting there giving them a La Liga soccer game because, and they're willing and, and they're willing no, no, to they're willing to bet a La Liga soccer no, no, game no, no, that no, they no. know nothing about that they wouldn't saddle up and play a prop. The, how how does that make sense? Here's the difference, Brian. You, me, and Dave have one thing in common that Mike does not have in common with us yet. We're all fathers. You got to understand, 90% of the people that pay us are, 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 is mine and Dave's demographic and even yours, Brian. They're 45 to 55 years old. No I, no, I get all that. I get all that. But, but, yeah, but, but if you they don't have get... time to bet props. Yeah, I, I agree. I, that's right. Yeah. Well, how do they? They don't have time how do they, to bet. These guys call. Well, no, hold on, well, wait hold a minute. On. Wait a minute. 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 But you can talk a guy into betting a La Liga soccer game. He's got it still time. Takes one second. Well, no, so, takes one so wait second. a minute. Well, no, no. So, so does the other thing. You have a valid point. I'm it makes no sense. I mean, it's the same well, amount of time for this answer. guy to go in and bet the La Liga yeah. soccer game than to go on an app. And go to pick your game, the Chiefs Ravens game. Go to the prop section and hit the button. How I don't understand. Well, Brian, How does that take time? Here's here's your answer, and I agree with you. It is. It actually takes the same amount of time. The difference is, a majority of the clients that we deal with, their sites don't even take the props. That's like what I said before. If there was a continuity of where is it offered, that's yes. the one rub. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of guys are actually walking into the casinos. A lot of guys are using non-offshore sites. But what I would say to both of you is you look where this industry is heading and going, and basically it's there now, and all these jurisdictions are opening up. The guy sitting across from me, he's up in Denver for one simple reason. Uh, This stuff has become mainstream. And all these places, if they're open, they're going to take a bet. And all these offerings are going to become mainstream. And if we're not there already, we're awfully close to it. And so you're basically sitting on the ground floor of a massive betting market that for the moment is being just not utilized. And it's always it's always more and more and more and more things you can bet. It's it's never less. I've noticed that through the and years. And the more things that are offered, the more you can cherry pick and find yeah. opportunities. Yeah, and they're, I, I think their tolerance to bet these things, like I said, will be high still for five or six years. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what will happen. I, I don't know where we'll stand in 10 years. It could still be pretty good. I I don't know, but I know we got at least a good, very minimum three more years to six to five or six for sure, because I because I just and, see more Dave, companies, more uh, bonuses. It's not on the down; it's on the up still. Yes, but and this is a very interesting. Now that we're talking about props, I just want to bring this up. It's I know that you're always sitting there scanning to get the best price and. At one book, you could have plus three. At another book, you could have two and a half. another book, you could have three and a half. Only a point difference. With props, the variance is extreme. You'll see books where you'll have over 52 yards and another book over 40 yards. I mean, there could be a 12-point difference, which is extreme. It's not like a football game where it's a point or 
one and a half. You can still get down quite a bit on on these props. I mean, for your average better, getting down five hundred, I think, is doable on each prop. Because, for example, the place I was betting at, I was making five ten thousand ten thousand dollar bets like crazy, and I was and I was actually down when I tried to do this. And I walked up and I. I asked my friend to give me some props, and he gave me, like, nine of them. I said, I'm just going to bet them your props today. I'm going to see what happens. So I went in, and I just thought they would take all nine for 5000 and and each one they capped me at 1000 But I remember thinking, eh, that's probably pretty fair. And and then I was thinking, well, these must be real off the market, and they really weren't. I, sh- I looked at a couple other places, and they were somewhat the going rate. I'm within a few uh, points or rebounds or whatever I was betting. His basketball, and so I, I, I think I think people can just still get down quite a bit too. On if you handicap and and it's close to what the market's offering, I think they manually look and and they'll give you more. Obviously, obviously, if it's forty yards and the going rate's fifty two, that one you kind of have to bet smaller or I guess try more. And and if they reject it, hopefully they give you at least some of what you want, but. Yeah, I, th- I think props props are definitely something that I recommend people getting into. Either way, just playing the numbers or trying to trying to study it yourself, or a combination of both. Uh, th- this is this is definitely strong with the current landscape. And so, I just want to give a shout out. There's there's a potential client, Dave, that uh, has signed up for one of your daily systems online. We'll call him Mr. G. He's listening to the show. He was really excited to hear. He's He's had some cold feet from treating it like a true business in terms of getting the full landscape of all your plays, getting your early releases, getting the games in real time, and getting the best number. And I keep explaining to him that with all these different you know, facets of sports betting that you have where you're trying to bet college football, there's 75 games, you're trying to bet NFL to catch up for what you lost on Saturday – and he's, he's admitted to me he's gotten killed trying to manually handicap the games himself, which is the commonality of most betters that have a life and have a family and, mm-hmm. and have a full-time career. And you have all those things, but your full-time career is sports betting. So the difference is you're able to put in the work every single day, no matter what, because this is your number one revenue stream. So I keep trying to explain it and break him down and said, you know what? Listen to the radio show. Just listen how knowledgeable Dave is. He is not hyping up the old school philosophy of a handicapper, the big game that can't lose. That is not how you make money betting sports. You have to get the right price and you have to bet it with the right value. And the money management that we teach these guys is the reason why we're successful season after season, year after year. I happen to, you know, screenshot him your your bar stool. I mean, sorry, your FanDuel um, screenshot of your history of how you're basically making 10 to 12% on your money. And it's like it hits him in the face. He goes, man, that's a really good return. I said, yeah, but look how much work he's put in to make that percent. And it's like people want the, the easy route in life. And in sports betting, they want instant gratification, and it just doesn't come. And the guys that actually listen to you and follow strategically every single week are the ones that are three weeks into the season are are happy with the product. So it's hopefully him hearing the show and listening to this will sway him to understand that this, the big picture of sports betting, it's not about getting rich overnight and hitting the hot pick. It's about understanding the, the methodology of your way of trading and, and then being able to exploit his local book and be able to get the right value. Because certain games, what, like for example, you give me plays, and if the line moves a certain amount and it's over a key number, I don't give out the game because it's not at right. the end of the week, yeah, the client might think, oh, well, the game won anyway. Yeah, but in a short sample size, that matters. But over a large sample size, you're going to end up losing because you're not getting the best price. So, you know, that, that's the type of stuff that we have to break down these clients week after week to make them understand that how the, the whole bet, the involvement of sports betting is not like it used to be. Because you have the ability to, 
to get the best price of different books. Now that we're getting into the props market that hopefully we could start to exploit going forward, I mean, there's a lot of money to be made, but there's also a lot of money to be lost if you don't do it the right way. Well so said. Well hopefully said. Hopefully by him listening to this, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll sway him in, in understanding that there is a lot of potential if he really just, you know, follows 100%. Basically, That's my rant for every, everything's long run and getting your money in good, long run on your bet, and then the actual result is somewhat of an illusion. So when people go, well, it would have won anyway, that's the illusion part. When you when you when you bet, you you have an expected value at that point and a cer- so let's say we say two and a half and you lay three and a half, X percentage of the time it's gonna land on three and but if it, if it lands five, you feel like, well, that didn't matter. But all you're doing is looking at the result. It's the same as the guy cheering at the TV. You know, he's just, the, we need to focus not on cheering at the TV, but getting value. You know, I can't imagine missing some work to cheer at the TV. No offense to you guys, but so, so it's an illusion. You just need to get every single dollar in good and not worry about it. Now, if you're getting your money in bad, then you need to worry about it. But you'll know that over a big sample size. So don't freak yeah, out. Yeah, but so the but the question is, as we wrap up the show in the next seven eight minutes, is that put yourself in the place of the client. Is there a way for that guy who's working fifty hours a week has to take care of his kids on the weekend and attend to other events and can't sit in front of the room with the assistant? Is there a way for them to actually get in good value? Yes, just better plays when we see them and not worse. Yes, sir. Okay, so that, let's take the Jets game for an example. You put that out free on Instagram, which is why I'm talking about it. And, again, let's talk about defining – let's spend a little time on that. So if you, you play it at 11 and then the game goes to 9 and the client goes – I'm just using this as an example. I'm playing it anyway. And let's say they went out right. He's going to go, it didn't matter. So it's back to your point. You're saying that's the illusion. But this is the type of person, yeah, that has basically no shot to win long term. But they'll get some satisfaction over the one win, but long run they they're just gonna lose for sure. And I would almost bet on it that over two thousand games they'll be down money in straight bets. I mean I would make a huge bet too. This is the type of person that just doesn't get it. Or if they or if if you if you go, Hey, grab this team plus ten, well I only have nine and a half and we go, Well wait, sharp books have ten, you definitely need ten, they take the nine and a half, they lose by seven, and that person really doesn't care. They they just because here's the thing when they do take nine and a half and it will fall ten, they they don't they don't get how how disastrous that is, you know when it is it's total disaster. So yeah, just get your money in good. Don't worry about the result. That's how that's how a professional does it. Like they're not sitting there in anything. They're not sitting there at the blackjack table with a good count banging the table if they lose or or i don't know i could give a million examples i mean you see on tv poker players bust in tournaments and hit the table and all that but you see the certain percentage of the guys get up okay well that's life and move on and also that's for probably a lot of their a big percentage of their bankrolls so they act like that or just the cameras are there uh, but I think it's more of that. I think it's more of what you're saying. But nobody so saw it. Does that? They just okay, goodbye, and that's it. Right. So for an example, the whole bad, the whole bad beat segment on uh, ESPN. That's designed for the guy that doesn't care. That's yeah, exactly for him to feel good and justify. Hey, man, you should have won this game. Yeah, exactly. It has nothing to do with getting your money. Okay, got it. Got it. All right. No, and, exactly, that, that, exactly. And the, and and. And so they watch that, and on the ones where they won with the miracle, they they block those out of their mind. Have you ever noticed that they don't? But they'll talk about the bad beat they had for months. So yeah, this is definitely sign of weakness. Yeah, sign of weakness, John. Beer, cheering for games. This. (laughs) You know, you know. And by the way, um, I just wanted to comment, uh, Brian, non gambling related. Did you happen to see on Instagram or Twitter? That that uh that that fight in with Cleveland and the Bills fans. No, no, I miss it. No, where was this? Oh man, they it was they were tailgating and they just went off. Somebody was wearing a Bills jersey, the other guy was wearing a Cleveland jersey, 
And the next thing you know, it was like, boom, it was like World War Three. But anyway, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about some NFL before yeah, we. Uh, yeah, we got about again, we got that, about a minute, minute and a half. So again, uh, uh, Big Mike just bought four tickets for all of us. We're going to go to the Sunday night Cleveland game. That should be a good matchup. I really don't want to go, but I'm being forced. So uh, that's my claim to fame. I wanted to ask you real quick: the Bills are seven and a half, eight, playing the lowly Redskins. Who? Uh, what do you think of that game? Why are the Redskins lowly? I mean, I just think the line. I mean, do you do you give that? Do you think that the line is too high in Buffalo? Uh, no, I think the number's right on. I mean, the Redskins. I did it again. The Washington football team. They, I do it every second of every day. Oh the my Lord. Raiders and the Washington no, no. Redskins. No, 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 no. Their record against AFC East teams not good. Uh, and I think the one thing, they have extra time to prepare. The one thing is I think the Bills are really motivated because they laid an egg at home. So they'll want to put on a show at home after having a – Pittsburgh didn't beat them. They beat themselves, and that was proven out last week by what happened with Pittsburgh against the – Raiders and what the Bills did to Miami. And the Bills, the defense has been phenomenal. Uh, their offense has got to start cranking here. So I know it's a good Washington defense. Eh, it, it'd be Buffalo or nothing for me, but I, there are other games that are better. I will say for you home team dog betters, last week there were seven home team dogs in the NFL. This week there's only four. So we'll see how it plays out. And if we get a little reversion of the mean back off that 21-11 and 11, currently for the dogs in NFL. Well, listen, you guys have a wonderful week. David, good to see you in person, and you're uh, heading back north tomorrow? Yes, sir. All right. Good to see you. Uh, Michael, get on board with the Ryder Cup, buddy. There's nothing like it. it it's going to be phenomenal this weekend. A lot of great wagering opportunities Can't from a wait. matchup perspective. I'm telling you, there's going to be plus cl- prices galore with matchups in that deal. Cannot wait. Uh, morning, noon, and night, be watching that. Another big week of college you guys football. Want Dave's props, call me. If you want Dave's props, call me. All right, oh, we're, we're going to take a time out for a week and go back and do it again. Good to see Dave, John, and Mike. Thanks, Check out the website sportsinsiderradio.com.